Yo, man, it's a lot of brothers out there flaking and perpetrating, but scared to kick reality. Hated on Dave Chappelle, but couldn't stop him. Netflix was like, if you don't like it, don't watch him. Word. Bill Cosby came home, I'm glad he's doing well. Honestly, I thought Bill was gonna die in jail. Who the fuck be listening to talent creative music? Ooh. That's what DJ Khaled said, I know he don't like losing. He How he get the number one album over Khaled wow. when he be out here tossing other niggas salad? Do y'all know what today is? Cause today matters. Today is the day I disrespect a whole bunch of rappers respectfully. Ah. I don't care who niggas down with, I'm violating them if they was out here doing clown shit. Come on, man. I know what happened, y'all know what happened, y'all heard what happened. I said I wasn't gonna do it, niggas knew I was capping. Crazy, crazy, shit crazy. Crazy, 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 shit crazy. Y'all couldn't wait to that power nonsense. Man, you know I'm all power, man. Off that power foolishness. For real, but, but you, ain't, you ain't up to date on the newest uh, Power. I've never on, seen uh, a single episode of Power Book 2. Quit playing with me. Not a single one. <laughs> I mean, I this this the thing, like, you know, we say we support black people and we support. No, 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 no. I've never said I support. This the thing. Power. Oh, yeah, Blake. You know what? You're right. Because you, <laughs> I think you was the one going at black business owners at one point on this part. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. right, don't, were, don't. Bro. He's on board. I was. I you was. Were, I stand. Like, yeah, I stand. Uh, no, no, no. Allowing the black so, dollar to circulate in the black community for longer than uh, five minutes. <laughs> so I stand by what I said. In line with that. <laughs> I stand by what I said. But don't just throw it out there like I was like. I'm just throwing you out know, the truth, man. Uncle Ruckus or something. I'm just saying, <laughs> like, don't trust them new niggas. No, nah, I love black-owned businesses. I love black-owned businesses that care. But you don't think Power Book Two cares? No, I don't. Well, it's good, no, no, man. no, 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 no. I, no, no, no. Let me, let's not do that. Let's hey, not do that. This shit is some good. That's some good television. Let's not that's do that. I have, I have no gripe with Power Book Two. I've actually heard good things about it, but the original power started so well, and I just hate it where it went that I don't really trust their uh, development. So I'm sure initially it's a good, you know, foundation and, and entertaining, but I just I don't trust the um, the people over at Power to develop the series. Know, so I'm not trying to invest my not, time. Today's price is not yesterday's price, though. Like you ain't even seen Canaan. Like you ain't even seen the book of Canaan. That so, is exceptional writing. I'm telling so, like So I did see a clip recently in which Tyreek found himself in prison. And somehow Ghost had the foresight to know that if I if my son indeed goes to prison for homicide, I want my lawyer to hand deliver this letter. That that the irony in that is already incredible. But you know, whatever. We're fine. So he opens the letter Teach and it me starts. The game, Ghost. <laughs> And it, starts, and it starts. And it starts. I knew you'd end up here, little nigga. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, all right. That's where we're at with it. You know, shows like that. Just you know, I'm happy that they have had the success that they have experienced. Um, I hope they are able to continue to um, change a lot of people's lives and 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 grow that platform. And I wish them all the best. It's just not my personal preference, and I'm cool. Hmm. I mean, you know, I just have to. Uh, well, you know, I'm a respect. I'm a respect your opinion, right? I'm going to respect your preference. Uh, I don't agree with that preference. I think you should change your preference. Uh, I, I will say this: in terms of that final episode, I think the scene about the note from Ghost is probably like. 
I don't, it, it did seem kind of random to me. Like when I heard it, it just, I just thought it was funny. I'm like, this shit is just random as hell. That ghost like, yeah, knew you was going to do this shit. But other than that, you know, I thought the episode was very good to the end. Obviously to see him going to jail, it's like, damn. And that's all I will say this. This all power like to do is send niggas to jail. Like every season is somebody who go to jail. I feel like, and it's like, okay, how they going to get out? But that's been every season of power and, you know, and and they all get out. You know, they all get <laughs> yeah. out. Some way, somehow, everybody gets out. No matter what we do, no matter who we kill, we hey, gonna man, get out. They of plugged jail. in. They plugged right, in. Right. You know, stern. <laughs> I think we would stern. be foolish to ignore the fact that uh, shit like this is happening in real life. What specifically, Speak- Nate? Well, well, we don't have to go down that that hill. In, unless we want to get into the underworld but I was going to say if we were talking about great TV we could always talk about Insecure which has had the series mm-hmm. finale I haven't seen it I mean it's just it's unacceptable have you seen it Alex? yeah man I've seen it are you lying? no I'm dead serious I've oh okay I've seen it I've been you know I've been caught up pretty much with Insecure and I saw it uh, Sunday night we'll hold Sunday on, night man. Yeah, we'll hold off. You know I love Issa Rae, man. Oh, I forgot about that. I love her. Raven thinks you dating Issa Rae would be hilarious, like the two of y'all. I don't. You know, I, I know. think so too. I think it I would don't, be a no, power. No, 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 no. Hold on, let's take that back. I don't power. know if she wants me to publicly support you. And you know, nah, that's that's getting published. That is <laughs> not, that's getting public because I think that would be a great couple. Can you imagine Shade Room getting a hold of me? As Issa Rae new man <laughs> Niggas gonna be like Who the fuck is this nigga <laughs> AC Local rapper They gonna be just trying to find shit about me It looks like he raps and does a podcast Bro Dating Issa Rae One of my homies one day was like Why are you talking about niggas tell you they rap Or tell somebody I rap they gotta include local Like bitch they can figure it out. It's in the music. Let me live. Damn. Like, just say my nigga rap. Like, you ain't got to local. Like, damn. You can even say indie. But damn, local. Like, you just go immediately tell them niggas, like, hey, you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, fine. Like, damn. Not even about to try to stay. Hey, man. Because niggas know. <laughs> niggas know. Local. They don't even say what city you're from. You just local. Wherever, wherever you don't wherever even be local to the area. Wherever you lo- popping, it's a small area. That's all. Nigga from, nigga from Indianapolis talking about local rap. Like what? Because because local don't, when you say local rapper, it don't mean local to you. It just mean local to the niggas you're around. Like nah, he's not. They wouldn't say Memphis rapper. No. They say local rapper. Nate, we got to get a breakdown from you. You have to tell us. You have to, uh, If you haven't already checked it out, we have to like set the schedule for you to check out the new show on HBO. I think it's... Um, well, I guess if it's on HBO, it's on HBO Max, so that doesn't matter. But they took... Apparently, Drake has something to do with it, but Young Thug, Gunna, um, Coy LeRae, Lil Yachty, they all going on a nature show called Chillin' Island. On HBO, mm. and I, I have to hear Nate's feedback since he's like our resident <laughs> nature show specialist. Chilling Island. Yes. When is that premiere? Oh, this is wild. Uh, I think it's out. It aired on December seventeenth. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah, the first episode is out. Yeah, we'll have to look at that. Yeah, the first episode is Thug. Yeah, so apparently they'll have interviews, bro. Thug. Thug. <laughs> nigga ate a cricket on the uh, preview. Just get thug. So, what type of nigga is you? <laughs> <laughs> Dirty ass boy. <laughs> Bro, I was like, oh, yeah, I got to see this shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to check this shit out. Are y'all Thug fans? Like, big Thug? Well, I know Alex is a huge Thug fan. Nate, are you a big Thug fan? I wouldn't call myself a, a big Thug fan, but I'm a fan of his music. See, nah, you're not the type we talking about. I feel like niggas that love Thug, love Thug, like, yeah. they like, this nigga is it. This nigga's the greatest of all time. You be like, rapper, they be like, period, of everything. And like they be eating up his excuses for shit. They be like, a lot of them niggas like, yeah, he had to wear the dress. Like, where else was he gonna put the? <laughs> where else could he put it? He had to have on. The, I'm like, bro, come on, dog. Y'all can't be believing this shit. Like, there's no way. Hey, if that man wanna wear a dress, man, like just phrase it as that. It ain't. It ain't no alternative. Nothing. Nigga ain't have to do it. That's what he wanted to do. Nigga said, where was I, where could I put my gun if I didn't wear this dress? <laughs> I saw this quote from Issa Rae talking about the music business. Have y'all seen this? No, what did she say? Okay, so it says, um, man, first of all, I hope this is a legitimate quote. If it's not, man, I'm sorry. But that, you know, it is uh, from what I could see something she said. It said, ask if the music biz is, in quotes, a place where good ideas flourish. Rae answered, Absolutely not. It's probably the worst industry I've ever come across. She told the Los Angeles Times, Michael Wood, in a Q&A about her personal and professional experiences with music. I thought Hollywood was crazy. Ray continued, the music industry, it has to start all over again. There are a lot of conflict of interest, archaic mentalities, villains and criminals. It's an addiction industry, and I really feel for artists who need to get into it. It was something shocking to discover, she said. Wow. Shit. But, I mean, that is all mm. we hear. It's true. That is all we hear, bro. And, honestly, when you when you hear a lot of artists, like, really talk about it, I mean, I think a lot of them kind of acknowledge, like, yeah, the way this shit is set up is kind of wow. But, you know, we're doing the best that we can. Like, there's so many things that maybe don't make sense from a – a fundamental standpoint, but it's just what the music industry is. Like that's how it was set up and that's what it's going to be like, like getting fucked over is just what has to happen. It just seems like, you know what I mean? Like it just got to happen and it's so rare to not experience that. And, you know, I mean, I don't know if you've seen that, uh, the clip where, uh, 21 Savage was on expeditiously, but he was just talking about like how he asked T.I. for a million dollars to sign with him, like a million dollar advance. And he was going to sign with T.I. And T.I. was like, I'm not even going to do that to you because I'm going to make so much off of that $1 million that you got to learn this on your own. Like you got to really get it out the mud and do things your way. And the money is not going to come like that right now. Who was that name? Money is going to come. T.I. Who did? Who 21, was the artist? Twenty One Savage. Oh wow! Like Twenty One got on there and was like, "Yeah, I asked you for a million dollars as an advance to sign, and you you told me no, um, mm. and that I needed to do it, 
Independent. And now, that nigga just ain't want to sign them. That's all. Nah, what's crazy is it's stories like that that always blow my mind about the music industry. It'd be like people Thug doing halfway. He he did the same thing with Thug. But it'd just be people be doing halfway decent shit. And in the music industry, like, you'll hear artists, like, really big them up for it. And it'd just be like, damn, like, everybody, like, yeah, excited. He's not a He's not a thief. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I remember, um, damn, I just forgot. Oh, no, it was the uh, Murder, Inc. Like, apparently, people really loved Murder, Inc., loved uh, Chris Gotti and uh, Irv Gotti as, as CEOs or, you know, heads of the record label. And they were like, the realest thing they did was when they were facing, uh, when the label was facing, you know, a federal case and, and and shit was real they were like they paid everybody's lawyer fees the company paid for everybody's lawyer fees i'm like the company was who was sued like why wouldn't they be you know what i'm saying i'm like bro, this is crazy yeah we know how that shit going down we seen what's going on with ashanti man that's crazy you know and Irv being like yo like she really trying to re-record and get her money like we made magic in the studio this is how she do me and Ashanti, like, nigga, I'm not even getting paid. You know, it's a shame. Oh, I didn't know that. So she's not getting paid for anything. Well, here's the thing. It, you know, this is a, all alleged, but it's alleged that they were romantic during her time with murdering. And Irv used to do all type of shit to like railroad her career because he kind of mm-hmm. was like, nah, I don't want her working with none of them rap niggas. Ain't nobody finna try and come in here and get down on her. No, we straight. She's gonna be in the studio with Ja, and that's it. Because even her joint with uh, Fat Joe, Irv Gotti, or Fat Joe said on the live with with Ashanti that Irv and uh, them were trying to give it to J-Lo. And she said the reason that people have like a perceived beef between her and J-Lo was because she didn't like it wasn't like, oh, you're writing for J-Lo. It was kind of like, these are my records that I recorded. And then somehow the, somehow they just brought the J-Lo situation to me. Like, this is what it is. Good singer. Bro, that's a crazy-ass experience. Me and my wife were just talking about this. Like, apparently, um, Big Lotto, I think is her name now, yeah. is going through some situation where, like, she allegedly stole somebody else's entire song, entire video, like all of this stuff. And like, I was just talking about the fact, like if there are these huge labels involved in any capacity, like it's song people, song writers, indie artists is writing in, sending links every single day. So if they bought this song from somebody and whoever this artist is didn't technically own that song, and that label bought that song from somebody who maybe filed the proper paperwork. Like mm-hmm. that's not a that's not an artist thing, you know. Like when we start really looking at the business, like how can we go to this artist and say, "Oh, you stole this other artist's song"? It's like, look, the label gave me this song, said I was gonna do well on it, it was gonna blow, mm-hmm. it's blowing. And more often than not, like we hear about these wins, you know, these one or two wins by these lesser known artists who deserve their credit right but oftentimes the disconnect between the artistry and the business is artists just want to focus on the artistry 
Mm-hmm. And when you don't necessarily know the ins and outs of that business, it's easy to get taken advantage of. Like, that's what it, that immediately what it sounds like with this Irv Gotti situation. Like, mm-hmm. if Ashanti wrote, recorded these joints, but she don't own none of that, then the label can say, okay, let's sell this as a reference check to this popping at the time singer. We give it to her. We credit you or whatever as a writer. Song blows. Because that's how they was operating back then. Like, it's, it's weird to look at it from the standpoint of, like you were saying earlier, Blake, that it's, it's like you, it's like a rite of passage to get fucked in the industry. Like, everybody always talks about, like, you gonna have one bad deal. That you just, it's just, it just is what it is. You know it's a bad deal. They know it's a bad deal, but it's just a part of the business. And it's like, the music business has been as currently constructed for at least 30 years. <laughs> 40, you know. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm sure it's longer. It's like, the internet changed everything. But clearly it didn't change everything enough, because in mm-hmm. hindsight, we still looking at this like, like to your point, Blake, like Murder, Inc., willfully playing for these lawyers like that's something to be appreciative of in the music industry because more often than not when these artists get into situations that may or may not have been influenced by their label the label ain't footing the bill on that nigga that's you you did like so it's just weird to see that Nothing has up, you know. Nothing has changed. The system has still been in place, even though we talk about so many people like being self-made, being indie, independent artists, and all of these things. It's like clearly there's still a very good constant rotation of people who are signing deals and getting in and still having the same thing because it still works. Like if it didn't work, people wouldn't still be doing it or holding to it, you know. I said it works because the labels help sell that dream. They help sell the dream that um, if you're in this industry, you're doing so well in life. Your life is so fabulous. And these folks are broke. They in debt, in debt the whole time. You know what I'm saying? Especially now when you're not, you know, you're not guaranteed to be doing shows. Like you're blessed to be doing shows right now as an artist. And it's like it's just like everybody else. They have to manage their money because you no longer. They don't have a standard income. You know, a lot of times you're you're in the red. It's a lot to try and navigate. And a lot of times you see, like, it's rare that you see, especially a rapper. If we get all the rappers, it's rare you see a rapper, no matter how successful they are, not be broke, you know, within 10 years of their career. Like, Fetty Wap had the biggest song that I can think of. Outside of maybe uh, Lil Nas X joint, like, what was bigger than Trap Queen in our in our, like, adult lives? And, and Fetty will Bad tell you now. Was Bad and Bougie better than Trap Queen? Yeah. Oh, it really? Yeah. That's crazy. Well, either way, you can have Trap Queen <laughs> and be broke. Though. I ain't mean to do that. My bad. You can be, have <laughs> Trap Queen and be broke within 10 years. That's crazy to me. Mm. Fetty Wap. Remy. You know, that was a generational artist, man. Never mind, I'll take that back. But shout out to you, man. OJ, man. OJ. Damn. 
apparently they did them dirty like they do everybody dirty. So, you know, a lot of niggas got to hold their head. Or you take the young thug route, you know, and say, look, I knew I was going, you know. <laughs> what thugs say? I had a bad deal. I knew I was going to get out the deal. That was the plan. Well, I got a real plan. Right. When I signed my first deal, I signed the most fucked up deal in the world. Right. I don't give a damn. I just needed the platform. Right. I had the plan. Right. I'm a, I, I know how to get out the deal. Right. <laughs> right. Like, all I need is the platform. Y'all niggas trying to go to space. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> no, damn. I'm not going to do that. No, nah, I'm cool. You know I mean, they're saying if... the world's first space hotel will open in 2027. Yeah, nah. I mean, if it's reasonably priced, I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't go. Alex, you you serious right now? I mean, if 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 I could go for if I could go for less than ten thousand dollars, I would consider going. Like, if it's ten thousand, you know, preferably less than ten thousand dollars. Well, I mean, it's going to cost a casual $5 million for a three-and-a-half-day stay, so. I mean, what's the, like, round-trip day stay? Like, when they like when they drop that one, like, when we come back same day, you know what I'm saying? And I get to, like, really see some planets, like, no telescope type shit, um, you know, see the sun. Yeah, like, I need that for 5K for the 12-hour for the trip. The, the audacity of humans is crazy. So we gonna destroy our planet, and in the process, we just gonna start vacationing and fucking up the universe. Like, what are we doing? Like, exactly. bro, I'm we America. I'm not even Americans. Humans, just so fucking much, bro. Are y'all seeing this shit? Yeah. So what we like, here, bro, <laughs> this shit's so excessive. Like, yeah, I pay. I pay five thousand. No, 5, no, 000. no, five million. <laughs> five no, million. I can't do five million, but I can do five thousand though. I can do five thousand. <laughs> like these folks got short and learn long term leases available. Commercial, retail, and industrial space. Mm. Available in space. The only way I could ever do some shit like this would have to be like on some like educational shit for like kids. Who have you know? Who might possibly dream of of space? If I had, if I had the uh, means to do this, and I had kids who were like interested in that, maybe that's the only way. But just to be up there, just to be on some some balling shit, no, I can't see myself doing it. You know, I mean, but you're doing something that stock photos. They ain't got people that look like us because they know niggas is not wrong. Yeah, that's that's not built for us, man. But they did just send your boy uh, Michael Strahan to space. So he did. He did just go to space. Did y'all? Did y'all foresee Michael Strahan being this nigga like this? Like, did y'all? Like, I just never thought that was in the cards for him. I mean, I never really thought about what was in the cards, but But yeah. But is that not crazy? Like, of all the football (laughs) players we've seen, like, yeah, that shit is crazy. Like, it's just, it's just. You know, I get what it, I guess it started with, uh, you know, just him doing stuff for the NFL. And then, I mean, what was his first thing that he went and did? Was it Good Morning America or was it something before that? 
I think Regis and well, not Regis and Kelly, but Michael right. and Kelly was first. So that was before Good Good Morning America. That was Is definitely that what you were before talking? that. Yeah. Okay. And before that, I believe it was like the NFL Today. Yeah. Because yeah. I think she was like pissed about him. Uh, yes. You know there was there was that. rumors that she was pissed that he took the job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey man, nigga moved on. Sure. Shut up and dribble. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, just come back to the studio. And what's crazy is, like, if you look back at their first episodes together, like, you can tell it's, like, clearly some, like, tension there. Hmm. But I think they ended up getting along. Yeah, they I mean, I guess you got to. Shit. All them, all them M's that they was being paid, I'm sure the uh, the company sent them on joint family vacation. Said, I better figure this shit out. Hmm. Damn. What what level of media or fame like yeah, what level of media or fame would make y'all uncomfortable? I mean what are what are what are my levels here? I don't know. Like just, just tell me what it looks like to you. Like what is like let's give us some give us some like I guess like high level examples. Okay. I'll give you my example. I am immediately uncomfortable with being a household name. Like if I walked around and people were just regularly like, that is such and such, I want to go get a picture. Um, like, I had to wear a hoodie around if I didn't want to be bothered. Yeah, I, I would hate that. Like, I would hate that. No, I think I'm cool with that. I could be a household name. You know, it'd be cool. Niggas just know you. <laughs> like, you wouldn't mind the day-to-day life of just like, Every time you go out, people want to see you. If you're doing things, it's 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 uh, a big deal. You're constantly having to deal with social media and anything that you do getting backlash. Like you could deal with all that. I mean, I guess it just depends on you know the level. I mean, I think it's even levels within being a household name. You know, in terms of like being one of those people who people are constantly looking for information about, or just being somebody who people are familiar with, but it, it ain't like this huge group of people who are yearning for details on you know your personal life like i think there are levels to that like there's people that everybody know but we really don't know much about them you know because they just know how to they're so private yeah right because i feel like i could still be private but still be a household name you know but it sounds like you but see so it sounds like you would want to avoid that aspect of it like you would like okay somebody like chris rock Mm-hmm. We don't know anything and we don't see anything. And it's not, and it's, it's got to be because he doesn't like it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's big enough to where if Chris Rock walks out in an airport or something, it's a big deal. Mm. If he was just, you know, casually walking around with his face out, no hat, no hoodie, no nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could I could deal with it. And I would be like you're saying, people, one of those celebrities who's super private and you you only see him when he's working. I could do that, but I would mm. never want to be that famous. Mm. I feel it. So I whose mean, level I think of I fame do would it. you wanna yeah. would you wanna replicate? Like, yeah, that's a good question. Um the like peak would be, you know, uh niche, like somebody who like in small specific settings people might wild out for. Like, what's a good example? Um, 
I can't think I of was, a good artist. I was going to say, uh, I think about somebody, I mean, rest in peace, like Virgil. You know, like we know who Virgil is, but I'm sure Virgil can walk around and people not know who he is. Yeah, I disagree. I think people I mean, that's, lose that's their I mean. mind. Well, I, I think I people would lose their mind if they saw Virgil. I think certain people, just like you just said, there's going to be yeah, certain yeah, groups that's like, so. oh, my God, that's Virgil. But I think for the most part, he can walk around. Okay. All right. I'll take that. And you got you got people like Andre 3000. Like, he just be in Soho. Just like, it's lit. But in certain cities, yeah. it's different. In certain cities, it's just like people are used to seeing famous people. Mm. You know, I'm sure Corday can walk around. The Corday. That's such a good answer. That's such yeah, a good he can answer. Walk around. Yeah, that that level of fame is like my peak. Yeah. Like, and that nigga date Naomi Osaka, but I know he can still just walk around. Yeah, I know that for a fact. That is not shade. That's he living the dream. Hey, so that, is that your choice, Alex? I mean, I can, I can, I feel like I could do a little bit more. Like, if, you know, if, you know, I could do a little bit more. I just don't, I, you know, I don't want to be Justin Bieber level or, you know, something like that. But, you know, I could be like any, like, probably regular rapper, you know. I'm thinking, like, in my brain, I'm thinking, like, Yo Gotti. Like, everybody like, know who Yo Gotti is. But, you know, for the most part, I think Yo Gotti can walk around and it ain't just, like, pandemonium everywhere he go. Memphis, he cannot. I mean, in Memphis. I, mean, I don't know if he can in Nashville. Anything on this side of the Mississippi, I don't believe. He's just like, if we being honest, yeah. I, mm. It's not going to be like Gucci. Bow Wow Scream Tour type <laughs> shit. But, like, it's still Yo Gotti. Like, you still. Mm. Yeah. That's the line. I wouldn't want to have to walk around with security. Mm. That is the line. That is the fucking line. I'm gonna have to keep security. If 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 people know who I am, yeah, security or I'm gonna keep that security on me. <laughs> I think you are gonna have to do both, Alex. Because mm. niggas gonna kind of get a drop you, especially I'm if not, I'm Issa Rae. <laughs> I'm not carrying. Niggas is gonna be trying to get a drop on Alex. I'm not carrying. Oh, East is another good one. I could be East a level famous. I think. Mm. I think she's pretty pretty famous, man. Yeah, at this point, I think Issa can't really go. Like, she can't just go to Trader Joe's. Like, Maybe she could, man. If it's around a bunch of white people, she definitely could. Yeah. It's really only, I think, black people who go. White people don't know who Issa Rae is? I don't think they I do, think man. So. I'm going to be honest with so. you. I don't think they do. Like, what would they know her from? Yeah. She Maybe was in little. That movie. I mean, she was in that movie Little, but she was also in that movie like The Perfect Couple, The Perfect Date. Oh yeah, with that yeah, I don't, movie. I don't think. Guy. I think she only accepts movies or opportunities that are like nigga specific, and I'm saying that in a good way. I'm not trying to insult her at all. That movie with that uh, Middle Eastern guy was definitely not nigga centric. Mm. Oh, I don't know what you're talking. About. Oh, on Netflix. Yeah. Now, now yeah. we, now we all know money grab when we see one. Now, I mean, come on now, like, mm. I mean, that was a full production. Like, they really sold that. They like, did. I remember the previews for it and everything. Like, it was like a real release. With some real money behind it. That's true. 
But I don't think that she was like passionate about that. <laughs> All right, man. Just cape for her. Just cape for her. Blake, she said, did, she, Blake, she did the movie, okay? <laughs> if she and had, I'm with, if she I, had I just, standards, she said, fuck the standards. She did the I mean, movie. Kevin Hart said that. He was like, everybody want me to like make all this deep, real shit. He was like, look, when I get through getting all this money from Hollywood and, and making all these sequels to all this goofy shit they like, we'll sit down and talk around some passion piece and do some stuff to make y'all think I'm a real nigga. But until then, I'm going to keep cashing out. And I was like, bro, that's the realest shit anybody hey, has came on here and said. Have you seen his uh, Netflix uh, series, limited series? I saw like the last couple episodes of it. I didn't. I was say now, now he had to go full nigga. Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I don't think that's what we meant. You know what I'm saying? I think I think he went full nigga with that one. But I enjoyed it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I like actor. Ke- I like real actor Kevin Hart more than I like comedian, stand up comedian Kevin Hart. As of let's say like the last five years. Mm. Damn, Kev's still funny, man. Kev's just like I don't know, maybe like two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Trey Songs used to do these mixtapes. And on the mixtapes, he would rap and show you all this shit that Trey Songs could actually do. And it was like, damn, this nigga's talented. And then he continued to just make music that was only about having sex with women. And you know why? Because that's what was paying the bills. And I feel like that's what Kevin Hart does. Kevin Hart's like, oh, I'm going to be the silly little black guy. Oh, ha, ha, ha. And he just keep doing those jokes. And everybody, like, you know what I'm saying? They just be like, all right, bro, come on. We get it. And it's like, hey, he getting his money. Like, that's what he here to do. And he ain't, he don't want to be the one that y'all like, yeah, the hood love you. Cause the hood been loving Cat Williams for since 07 and it ain't, you know, it ain't really transpired the way we wanted it to for for the good brother. Look, man, you can't talk bad about Cat because, you know, he be flaming niggas. I mean, we know what he did to Wanda. Cat Williams is a legend. But if I rather have but if if you ask me to pick whose career I'd rather have, Cat Williams or Kevin Hart, it's gonna be Kevin Hart every time. You know, I like that limited series he did. But, you know, the ending, man, I wasn't uh, a huge fan of that. Can I spoil that? I mean, it's been I mean, out. it's been out for a while. Right. You know, <laughs> it's just, it's just you know, cause I don't want to be sure we're talking about the same thing. This one, like, he killed the two niggas, like, at the end. You know, all of a sudden, yeah. this nigga's motherfucker. He's killing niggas the whole time. This nigga just Tom Cruise. You know, I mean, I'm just talking about the precision. Like, the precision oh. of <laughs> these last two shots were just out of control. Like, just two headshots, boom, niggas but I, dead. I, I like, thought it was a play on the fact that he's, like, this trained action hero in this film. So, like, you know, when you're doing, like, Chris Tucker on some level knows how to do some quick shooting shit. Because of the training that he went through when they was doing all them rush hours. Like, not saying that this nigga's going to be a perfect shot. But you did what I'm saying? Like, on some level, like, niggas who were actors and they, like, Michael B. Jordan, right? The boxing thing. Like, he was in there sparring with real boxers. Real boxers have said, like, if this nigga wanted to explore something else, like, he could do it because of the work that he had to put in for them Creed movies. So I thought they were like basically saying like he had to become he was acting the opposite of the character that he was portraying, but he had to become that character in order to get out of the shit that he was in in real life. Uh. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel you, but I just wasn't. I'm not. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. Uh, <laughs> Are you not the precision entertained? Precision was too much. The, yeah, it's just Are you, you know. I know. I know niggas is movie stars and like you just said, action stars, and you know they may teach you how to hold a gun. You know what I mean? But, but I, I just don't know if you are getting the necessary training you need to in the moment put two bullets into two niggas' heads as they move in, uh, and you just an actor. I mean, I don't know. John Wick might be that nigga for Keanu Reeves. I mean, right? but, you know, this is... Have y'all seen The Matrix? The new Matrix? I ain't seen the old one. Hey. <laughs> no, 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 no. I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. I had only seen The Matrix as, like, a kid. So all I knew about the Matrix was, you know, these fight scenes. He gonna slow down. He gonna do some crazy shit. But I never really understood what that shit was about. And then I, I rewatched the old trilogy to prepare for the new, um, the new one that just released on HBO Max. And I was like, okay, now I get this was some really some other shit. Like if you go back and watch, I'm like, they as like an adult. ever wrote <laughs> as an adult who ever wrote this shit. Is on some they were on some other shit. And then I seen somebody say that uh it would make perfect sense. It was a tweet. I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was to credit you. But it said that um they would not be surprised if Jaden Smith re uh if they like looked it up and he actually wrote the Matrix, the original one. And they were like, even though he was born that same year, it just would not surprise me. If he wrote it, that's the type of shit it's on. Like, it's really some Jaden Smith shit. And it just is like always like, yeah, like, you never know. Mm. It's just like, what are we, what is this? Yeah, so you did watch it. I did. Now, I ain't, I wasn't really feeling the, uh, the new one. What was your, yeah, what was your thoughts on it? I want to, I want to hear your thoughts. So the trilogy was dope. Like, now that I've rewatched it as an adult, the trilogy was super dope. And the new episode, it just seemed, I mean, not new episode, the new movie, it just seemed like they giving out all this money for these sequels, we gonna go get ours. Like, that's basically what it feels like. It just was, there was nothing untold in the story. The way they tried to connect certain characters and things was kind of lazy. Then, all of a sudden, Trinity's the one or some shit. I don't know what's going on. She just flying her ass all through the sky. I don't know what the fuck is going on. It just it just seemed like they was like, yeah, we getting this money. We got Keanu Reeves. This other shit he doing taking off. Look, Trinity still don't, you know, for a white woman, she still look pretty good. We trying to get this money. And and I have no clue why it was necessary. They and this nigga think he Morpheus, but he know he ain't Morpheus. He ain't even a real person. Like, what are we doing? Like this shit was this shit was just all over the place, bro. I'm like Bruh. I was so disappointed in his character development. It it didn't. It did not like, develop. <laughs> it, it, I was just like, so this is what this is gonna be. The entire movie. Like so Alex, to, to to catch you up, like Morpheus is like this supreme nigga who's leading this charge to find the one so that they can overthrow the Matrix, which is basically like quote unquote the man. Okay. Some real 1999 2000 shit right you going you you operating against the man those fucking republicans uh <laughs> but but look the man and the system that they working against is artificial intelligence technology so basically artificial intelligence has has started launched a war with humans and they now breed humans 
as their life source for energy. Mm. Is that not some crazy shit? I mean, uh, <clears throat> that is crazy. <laughs> they did a trilogy about it and then decided 15 years later to do some weird shit. I some mean, weird, unnecessary shit. <laughs> I mean, was it worth like, reprising though? I mean, do y'all think it was worth it for the new one? Or did it just beat a dead horse? For what we got? Or do you do you mean just in general? Yeah, I'm just talking about like, you know, in terms of what was delivered. Like, was it worth revisiting a classic franchise like The Matrix? No. No, not in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was a money grab. Like, we're just here. For, it was just here for the money. Yeah. It was clear mm-hmm. to them. It, it was clear in that they wanted to cash in on our generation's infatuation with nostalgia. And Keanu Reeves. And, and Keanu Reeves. And, like, the reality of it. At this point, I don't even know if Keanu Reeves can act like he used to act anymore. Because they mm-hmm. just put him in these roles where he just don't have to say much. He can be awkward and it comes across on screen awkward, which is why we tend to fall in love with these characters. And that's it. Like, to your point earlier, like the Kevin Hart point, like, hey, if that is what is paying the bills, I'm going to continue to do that. Yeah. But to me, this was very lazy. Um, I felt like if they were just going to do a control C, control V, then they would have been better off not even involving the old characters and just starting brand new. Mm. But it seems like what they're going to do is they're going to create this link and create this competition between the one Trinity and the Matrix itself. And they're going to spread it out into another trilogy uh, where we probably will get one good movie, maybe, and it'll probably be like the second one. Because this one, I'm sure, is going to get horrible reviews. This shit stunk. <laughs> like, it's a two Damn. piece of The ass. fuck are you talking right. about? That shit stinks. <laughs> and I was pissed off. <laughs> I really was. Like, I was mad as hell. Because I thought the black dude it was going to be. Re- Reprising Morpheus, I thought that he was gonna do a good job. I felt like, like looking at it from the outside, looking in, I'm like, oh, this shit can go a bunch of different ways. Cause think about where we are. Like, we literally are on the cusp of artificial intelligence running at the very least 25% of our lives in the form of algorithms and or actual robots with electric vehicles. And how they're trying to create like the autonomous driving. I don't know if y'all been seeing this robot that they be having shooting threes at halftime and shit. Dribbling. I see that. All that, yeah. They didn't created these like overseas, they didn't created like these robots that are like security, like they're programmed to be security. Um, you already have like robots that are taking jobs away from people who are like uh frontline cooks. Like if you are the person who is doing the fries, right? Well, they've created this robot that you make this one-time investment in, and you just got to get it maintained. It can do the fries and season them to, like, all of these things. Like, V, like, what is y'all thoughts on VR? 
like virtual reality, this meta shit, like, what are y'all's thoughts? Because I got a wild take, but it's going to all go. It's going to all make sense. Um, what are my thoughts? I mean, uh, you know, I do think that it is going to become more prominent as we move forward. I think it is going to be adopted. I see the way that a lot of kids use VR. Um, you know, so I just kind of see it as just a new wave, especially as it become more popular and people start finding some way to flex in a, a VR world. Um, so yeah, it is the future. I don't think it's going to be a future I partake in. I hope I don't ever end up, um, getting deep into VR, but, uh, I would love to make some money off of the industry that is soon to come. I'll say that. And I think I will. Yeah, I'm still, so. The verdict's still out for me. I'm kind of ignorant to VR on a certain level. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've studied um, I've studied some of the concepts that are like the foundation for VR, and that shit is weird. Um, back when I was in school, I wasn't much of a fan, and then just where we are with technology now and social media. I'm not really a fan of that either. So, like, like AC, I'm probably going to stay away from it as long as I can. It'll probably mm-hmm. be, like, one of those things that I just drag my feet on for a while. And then once it becomes, you know, such a big part of our lives, I'll probably have to give into it. But right now, I'm I'm cool on all that. It's just a little too much for me. Mm. I'm fearful, dog. Like, in all of the ways that I can see that it's going to be good and like beneficial for society, I'm extremely fearful for what I know niggas will do. And by niggas, I just mean anybody out there. <laughs> like what niggas is gonna do. It's like the internet, right? Like think back to the inception of like when we first were introduced to the internet. Like when everybody could get on and they were sending you these fucking CDs in the mail uh, that you could put in on your computer and you could access like so many hours of the internet. Like, mm-hmm. Think about going from there to where I where we are now, where like the memes that I sent y'all earlier, the niggas talking about Steph Curry and his wife, like this is what niggas is using the internet for. <laughs> like there was a time where the internet could only be used for like critical things. Um and now we just have the freedom to just like Google what what is Young Thug's favorite color? Like just so now that I know that we're getting ready to take that next step into virtual reality, it's like, okay, what are niggas gonna be doing? Like virtual like virtually are niggas gonna be trying to get away, which is I mean, we know that anxiety, depression, all of these mental health issues are on the rise because of electronics. And then now we just give people a literal electronic place to escape to in an already struggling world that most of us cannot as a collective effectively communicate because we so used to communicating via text or on our phones or in some type of capacity that is not one person with another. Um, and so I'm fearful that like these, you know, those science fiction movies that we saw as kids where it was like these people in these pods and they just, all they do is VR. Like, I literally think that as this shit goes mainstream, especially for Facebook, 
Because y'all know, like I know, like it's people 40 plus and people 5 plus that if they could would just be on Facebook or the artist formerly known as Facebook all day. Like just literally just right. scrolling, looking at people, investigating shit. Now imagine you could do all of this shit, but with an avatar that looks the way that you want to look, the way that you actualize yourself is looking. And you can go to this place and you can just do all of this shit. Like people are literally going to be locked in their homes doing this shit. It's going to look like a scene out of one of those science fiction movies. And I don't know at what point, I don't know if there is a cutoff point anymore. Like, I don't know if we'll ever be able to get back to a place where there is balance. Because right now, I don't feel like there is balance. Like, you hard-pressed to find. You're probably dealing with, like, what? um, Like, people who practice... Like what's the, not Quakers, Mormons, uh, like no, Mormons, you're talking about uh the Amish, Amish people, yeah. Like you would be hard pressed to find people who are not in some capacity tapped into the electronic interco- interconnected web, other than those certain subsects of the population in first world countries, at least. I agree. And it's like, you know, I don't I don't know. I don't know how far down in the rabbit hole I would like to see us as a population go. Like, because in real life, what here's what scares me the most. And I know I'm going on tangents. So I'll wrap it up quick. What scares me the most is people live most of their lives on the digital world, like in the digital space, whether it be via social media app or some other type of app that they are giving most of their time to. Meanwhile, you still have an old guard that are making real-life decisions that are going to impact our world. And we already seeing the impacts of these decisions. So, like, as people's voting rights are being infringed upon, as they passing these laws to control people's bodies, as they, as they pass these laws in these states, to kind of curve and redistrict people so that folks can't attain certain types of wealth. Like all of that is happening under the guise of we're going to fucking space or meta, or we're going to introduce to you like this new COVID pill. Like all of these things are happening. And I'm not saying that, you know, they are intentional distractions, but at some level, these things are happening while all of these real life impactful things that's going to hit you in your pockets, you know, next tax term that's going to hit you when you don't know that it's fucking an election going on until shit, it's too late for you to damn register to make sure that you can vote. Like, it's not going to hit us until then. And then at that point, I don't know if there is... A return like that's what's scaring me the most about all of this shit and if niggas are at the point where it's like shit we voted by we voted biden in and he ain't did the shit that he said we're gonna do so fuck it we're gonna stay at home i mean if niggas is like shit we're gonna stay home the real world is gonna be like shit we're gonna do what the fuck it is that these old niggas is saying that we gonna do and the young niggas like fuck it we going to the metaverse <laughs> like we gonna live in the metaverse fuck y'all <laughs> like this shit don't even matter, nigga. Right. We, right. In a, we in a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother world. We on some whole other shit, dog. Shit is wild. 
niggas gonna be in a metaverse spending Bitcoin. You know, running knee bread be in space, fucking <laughs> <laughs> up the universe. Now, where the hell we gonna be? You want to know who prayers up need to be for? Prayers up for you know. It's actually this story I read a couple weeks ago. I was just reminded of it. Of this server in Arkansas, and she actually one of two servers who served like this large party. Have y'all heard this? She served this large party, and it was two servers, and they do this thing where everybody come and they have a hundred dollars, and you know they go eat and then they get the money to the server. You know they do it around Christmas time. Oh. So it was forty four people. So you know they had forty four hundred dollars. And they provided it to her and, you know, the other girl who was waiting the table to give them 2200 each. So that was supposed to be the plan. But the restaurant was like, oh, hell no. Uh, you know, you're going to have to share this with everybody tonight. But you can keep 20%. Like, y'all can keep 20% of it. But it is getting shared. Uh, the woman was like, I did some bullshit. Because y'all have never made me share my tips before tonight. That is, ne- they, she said that has never been a practice. As nobody's ever asked that, but now they asked me to do this, and I'm not fucking with that. So the dude who actually like led this party, you know, and then led this thing, kind of let it be known that look, you know, it is my intention to just give it to these two servers. You know, I'm assuming maybe the server told him or some shit. Yeah. Um, so they they did refund him his gratuity. And then he paid the woman in cash, like both of them, twenty two hundred apiece. Then the company fired both of them. The company fired both of them. And oh I actually did pull God. up the article. And uh, the company, they declined the interview, but they did put out a statement. After dining, this large group of guests requested that their gratuity be given to two particular servers we fully honored their requests out of respect for our highly valued team members. We do not discuss the details surrounding the termination of an employee. So they didn't want to speak on the termination. But, you know, Brant said after that she was fired, leaving her no way to cover her bills. It was devastating. I borrowed a significant amount for student loans. Most of them were turned off because of the pandemic, but they're turning back on in January. And that's a harsh reality. Of course, this was a few weeks before it was announced that that wouldn't be happening. But yeah, Brand says that the restaurant told her she was let go because she violated policy by telling wise about pulling the tips. So yeah, that's what happened. Uh, you know, they Damn. told her that she had to split it. She went to dude and said, look, they made me split that tip. Which, you know, I do think is kind of wild, but you know, she was just trying Hold to get on, her money. You think, I guess. What, what part do you think is wild? For her to go back to the dude who gave the tips and said, hey, like, they ain't let me keep that. Like, my company made me split that. Why is that wild? I don't know. I just feel like, uh, you know, he did his part, and, um, you know, she got to work that out with the company. Like, I would have told my company, like, look, this, this, like, I need that. Like, I need that. No, I think she said, but I thought you said that she said that she did, like, she got the tip. So, I'm I'm sure it it was either a case of, you know, either they I mean, if they provided cash, I think it was a case of, you know, the restaurant being aware of the tip and letting her know that, look, like you have to split that. It actually sounds like the opposite. It sounds like initially uh, they had two wait, you know, waitresses or what waiters. I don't know what the genders of the service. Yeah, are. Wait, wait, waitresses. 
Okay, the two waitresses who was Suffer. helping their group. And uh, it sounds like they wrote the tip initially, and I guess that made management aware, and they were like, well, you know, you're going to split the tip because it's such a significant amount, and which, like mm-hmm. she said, was different than everybody else. So then, I, I mean, log- to me, to her logic seems sound like I would go back to the customer and be like, hey, was your intent, you know, this is what they want us to do. Was your intent for this to just be for me and her? And he was like, yes, let them know. And was like, okay, let me get them cash so they can't have it. So they're not in y'all business. And then it was like, all right, you're fired for even telling bro about that. Because what? Which I get how it could be unprofessional, true. Alex. I do. If that's what you're yeah, I mean that's 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 kind of where I'm where I'm going. It's just you know, What's unprofessional is asking somebody to split a tip, especially a tip of that magnitude, and you've never asked them to split a tip before. But you're asking them to split it tip this time because they managed a table of 44 people with two waitresses, and these people wanted to properly support their support. Like mm-hmm. that's unprofessional. Like you don't come in after somebody get bring in a big tip and say, "Yeah, you got to split that up." No, nigga, you got to pay us. You don't want to pay us. That's cool. So we get paid our tips. This is my tip. These other bitches didn't uh, run no tables. They didn't bust no tables. They didn't bring no refills or no drinks. They didn't get the, they didn't get all forty four of these orders correct. Keep all forty four of these people happy. Like you didn't do that. So now you're telling me that my hard earned money because what, let's be like very clear, that is a small event. Forty four people, <laughs> like a full catering yeah. team has trouble supporting forty four people. And you asked two waitresses to do it. And they did such a great job that these people decided they were going to continue their tradition and giving these waitresses $100 each as a tip. So you know that like it wasn't like they got shitty services because you're not just going to give no $4,400 tip just because you all brought $100 bills. Like if the service is shitty. So they bust their ass, and then their company says, well, yeah, we understand you did this work, but everybody else here showed up tonight, and we feel like they deserve to get a cut. No, bitch. Oh, and you going to withhold my my funds? Okay, cool. I'm going to go to the source, because I told you that this is not something I'm okay with, and this was not the intention. And tips are encouraged, not required. You dig what I'm saying? So these people gave these tips to us with the intent for them to go to us and you're telling us we got to share okay well let's just go to the source because he wasn't required to do this and all it takes is for a customer to say hey i no longer authorize this amount to come out of my card and it gets reversed which it sounds like it did and then he cashed them out on the side like if you doing shady bitch like it's a reason why they said y'all need to split y'all tips these motherfuckers was like, hell no. <laughs> Got their cash, and then the next the next day, these folks was fired. Like, you were fired because you defied our authority. When right. the reality of it is, we want to pay you minimum wage and force you to survive off of tips because we don't want to pay you more than minimum wage. And if you bring in something more than we can afford to even pay everybody, you coming up off that. No. You should have paid me. 
I mean, let me let me I, bring something up. Waiting. Let me bring something else up that I think is important because you know this waitress, and I'm just playing devil's advocate. This waitress never said that she didn't know this was the policy. It said that this had never been enforced before, is what she said. So if 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 I'm a restaurant and it's always kind of been our policy, right? But then at some point we just like you know what I'm gonna fuck with y'all. Like I ain't even gonna make us pull this money because you know this small little money is really not equating to much so you know for a few months man we in the pandemic right for a few months you know like i'm gonna let y'all keep it but then here comes you know the group of 44 they come with the the big tip and it's just like okay look you know this is a lot of money we gonna let you the the rule is we pull it all but we gonna let you keep 20 percent but, you know, the rest got to come to the niggas who had to cook all this food for this 44 people. Because I know we're trying to say, like, hey, I mean, she had to wait them. But I still think it is important. I mean, because when I think of pooling, I'm thinking it goes to the cooks as well. So that's still the a lot of damn food paid, for though. one party. I was going to say, is that how splitting tips work? I ain't never heard of splitting tips working like the, that. And I'm not. The cooks I'm genuinely paid, asking. I, I believe, I believe it do. A, a hourly, like the, pay, the cooks get paid a comparable wage. Because there's no way under normal circumstances that you can tip the nigga back there who put a little extra sauce on your goddamn steak. Like more often than not, I mean, not, I thought that you, was the. I mean, you know, I I don't know. Could it be my. I guess my point here though is even to the point that you make it, Alex. That's an internal compliance mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. Because if this has been your policy and you've not been enforcing it. And then now you want to enforce it. That sounds like you are being very selective in how you want to enforce things, which can also sound very much so discriminatory because now all of a sudden, because I didn't earn this big thing, now you want to enforce the rules on me. Well, why we didn't pull the tips yesterday? Well, according to Eater, according to Eater, (laughs) uh, since 2011, servers have not been allowed to share tips with the cooks or dishwashers behind the kitchen doors. Mm. So just everybody else there, you know, which would be uh, the other the server who, who 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 maybe the host two tables the whole night. And here's the, the thing. Here's the thing, Alex. If y'all not do if y'all don't do this shit, then then y'all don't do it because you can't say the money hasn't been significant enough because you don't pay them. You know what I'm saying? So whatever they're taking down in tips is what they they make. So if it was if it was significant enough this time, or if it was. If it was never significant enough before for them to have to split with everybody, there's no reason that all of a sudden this time it should be. It's just, hmm. I get, you know what I'm saying? I get everybody's going through stuff, but to me, if a, if, if a blessing was brought directly to them and, and these are the people that randomly were selected, it is what it is. Like, you can't make, like, making them folks split this sounds crazy if you never asked them to split tips before. That's crazy. Hmm. To be like, that you know what, wild. you had the best day of your job ever, probably right in time and change your life, <laughs> you know, for the next X yeah. amount of days. I'm going to take this away from you because, you know, it just seems like the fair thing to do. Like, what are we talking about? Nigga, this is life. Nigga, life ain't fair. They print money every day. I'm trying to get my motherfucking share. And right now, you keeping that from me. So, fuck you. Fuck this establishment. They should. What, what state was this in? Arkansas. You knew it was in the South. I don't know if Arkansas, Arkansas is a right to work state, but they may have a they may have that. a claim. They may have a claim. Mm. 
because that's retaliation. That is clear textbook retaliation. Like, come on. And you know, clearly what you just said points out, they got some internal compliance issues. Some bullshit afoot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Y'all could have just gave me, let me have Man, they need 2, that. 200. Now I'm coming 4,400? The <laughs> boss heard that shit. Said they just let uh, everybody live a hundred dollar tip. Shit, we oh, split tips with management. No. That's, what <laughs> like, That's what it was. Ain't no way. Ain't no way you finna get this money. I heard your ass. And I'm broke. I'm sure y'all been seeing how crazy Omicron been going. And I'm pretty sure we we got another lockdown on the way. What is mm. what is some like veteran moves y'all have already set up? In case of another lockdown, like what's some stuff you just you already have like decided you're gonna do based on the last time? Mm. Some shit I decided I'm gonna do. Just based on your experience from last time. I don't know, man. Ain't shit really changed for me, you know, from last time. So I don't really feel like I'm going back in the lockdown. I feel like, oh man, niggas back locked down. I've been wearing my mask. Um, you know, I've been I've been trying to avoid too congested places i guess i have been doing a little bit more been eating out a little bit more i say that but the eating out is done you know what i mean gotta get just try to find ways to get back in the crib a little bit more often but i ain't gonna stop golfing man y'all got me fucked up i learned my lesson last time that uh golfing is still fine to do definitely starting at least three llc's I need that PPP. <laughs> if that comes back, I need that. You know what I'm saying? A little fraud. No, see, I thought you niggas learned your lesson. A little fraud. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of people out here that's doing all right. You know no, what I'm saying? It's not for long. Hey, These they coming, coming. They, they coming. are coming. All you niggas who thought that you were getting over <laughs> with the PPP loan, I am here to tell you. Hey, the IRS up. knows, and they remember. The North remembers. <laughs> Look, I missed the wave last time. I'm going to do my little scam and give me a little Dior. You know what I'm Look, saying? Hey, but, like, I'm just going to ask you on air, out of the goodness of your heart, don't put after five on nothing. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't put after five. I remember when the PPP loan shit first dropped, I hit Alex with the eyes like, shit, you think we can, uh... Hey, Alex after five LLC. I, I was going to say, let's, let's not commit <laughs> to this. Let's, let's just table it and revisit it after the new year. Nah, no, I don't fair. think we're going to shut down again, though. You don't? Man, did you hear what Joe Biden came out and said yesterday? I don't believe nothing that come out of his mouth, so... <laughs> this nigga no. came out and said, look, at this point, COVID is some shit we got to live with, y'all. <laughs> it's Clearly, it's evolving at a rate we did not expect, but the evolution of this is causing to... is is basically causing it to be transmittable easier but the symptoms and the fallout have reduced significantly. So basically, you might get it. Um, yeah. Which, it's like I understand that, that standpoint now because realistically, like now that it's here, I don't think it's going away. Um, but the people who were saying the same thing, you know, when COVID first happened, like, you know, we making a big deal out of this. Um, it's just going to be something that happens like it's just another virus that we just got to kind of work through. It's really no different than H1N1 or any of that stuff. Like, I think this version of COVID is that. 
I think the initial version of COVID was not that. The initial version of COVID, niggas was like, look, this shit could take us out. <laughs> like, this shit is going. Like, yeah, I, re- I vividly remember when I first heard about COVID-19, they were, it was this uh, disease uh, reporter. He had like 30 years of experience. And he was just saying like, somebody you know is going to die from COVID-19. Like he said this in like mm. November of 2019. Like this is going to be bad. Somebody that you know is going to die from COVID. And I remember thinking about this shit like, bro, this shit is wild. And then, you know, two years later, it's like everybody by and large knows somebody who has had COVID. I'm not sure if everybody right. has known somebody that has died, but, you know, I've lost a, I've lost a lot of people. And it's just like, you know, I don't I don't think that our economy as it is currently constructed, um, I don't think they're gonna allow for another shutdown. No. Trump could do a shutdown because I mean he had a full he had a full government. He had a full government. And even if they did not agree, they knew something had to be done, even if it was late, right? In this government, like, what's crazy is that as wild as the Trump years were, this current government that we are dealing with is even more of a shit show. It's just less entertaining. I mean, you know, it's just the president who changed. You know what I mean? It's like all this, all the other shit seemed very similar. You know what I mean? But, you know, in terms of the the talking piece, just feel a little different. Just I guess some of, agen- some agendas are different though. But yeah, definitely. It's, <clears throat> but I mean, it is crazy. It's, it it's scary how it's scary how much the media has kind of played into where we're at as a society, and some of the things that you know are generally scary about where we're at as a society, as far as just you know not not being. I think we talked about it last week, just not being sensitive to things anymore, like everything, just being numb to it all. Like the media doesn't even talk about it in the same light as they used to. But we've had over eight hundred thousand deaths in the last thirty days in the United States. From COVID, which mm-hmm. I mean, eight hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like that is not. That's not. That's something. That's not something to blink at, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's just. It's. It's not. It's not as crazy. Like it's just not a big deal. <laughs> which is crazy. It's just not. That's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But be safe. Um, you know, live according. Live according to the. Uh, Live according to what makes you comfortable individually, but you just be safe and be respectful of others. You know, we're not here to tell you what to do and when to do it and how to do it, but whatever that looks like for you, still try and, and, and have some sense of awareness and responsibility, whether that be wearing a mask, whether that be, um, you know, doing more research about things you can do if you're not comfortable with the vaccine, whether it means getting booster shot, whatever it means to you, or getting vaccinated, whatever it means to you, like, do that, but definitely try and take this thing seriously. That's the only thing that I would suggest to everybody. Yeah. And recognize where we are, you know, recognize where we are as a society and I think it's easy for us to kind of conceptualize the lockdown and then like shelter in place and then the actual quarantine time period Versus, you know, where we, by and large, are right now. Like to Alex's point, 
there are some people who ain't they ain't stop quarantining. You know, they they ain't stopped sheltering in place. Uh, and then there are others that, you know, ain't never really did none of that shit. Right. <laughs> Just been out here. And I think in this country, that's the primary reason why we not going to shut down again. Because I think when you have the amount of freedom that we have in this country, especially when we talk about the freedom of speech, like to your point, earlier Blake niggas is out here spreading so much like incorrect false like just purely made up information that if it plays into what you believe you don't you don't think that it's false you know for or against whatever is going on and when you have free speech and the ability to, to make these choices for yourself you're never going to be able to get the majority of people to abide by these rules. Because it's still like New Year's is still happening. You still going to have gobs and gobs of people in the streets flooding uh, Times Square. Like all of these major hubs, you still going to have all of these people. Most of them probably going to be unmasked. And I'm not going to be surprised if we don't see another version of the Omicron variant by mid-January going into February. Hmm. Think it'll be that quick? I mean, it's like we talked about last week. Delta had 10 variants that we hadn't seen before. Omicron got 26. You got Hmm. more people unvaccinated than you do uh like fully vaccinated in America right now. I think they I think vac- fully vaccinated people are hovering around like the forties. And like partially vaccinated is like up around fifty five percent. I think I, I think like, partially vaccinated is a little higher than that, but I mean still not where it needs to be. Yeah, like you still got a bulk of people that are still like, nah, we not fucking with that. And you know, that's their decision. But when you mix unvaccinated people, vaccinated people, and partially vaccinated people with a bunch of different variations of the same virus, it's going to continue to mutate. Like, that's just what it's going to be. It's going to be more so about what are the symptoms and how deadly and or fatal is this version going to be. And, like, what are the changes? Like, Omicron is one of the first ones that's, like, attacking kids just like it's attacking the rest of us. Like the rest of them junks were largely not being transmitted to children. Like, unfortunately we've had quite a number of deaths because, I mean, just with the with the game of averages. But by and large, you know, children were safe through most of this. And then now, this super contagious variant is like, nah, kids ain't exempt. That's really scary. So, it's just one of those things where, unfortunately, I think we are going to have to learn how to live with this um, because we just cannot, we don't have the structure in place to do what's necessary. Well, I, I take that back. We do not have the political landscape and structure in place to do what is necessary to protect American lives. But shout out to the Metaverse. 
That's all we need, man. We got, we got no money COVID for, in the metaverse. We got money for that. Yeah, we ain't got to wear masks in the metaverse. Yeah, we got money for that. Shit is crazy. Don't tread on me. I do want to take a brief pause for the calls to remind people to just take a second to reflect on your experience, how it is that you feel. Sometimes it's easy for us to forget that we are in the middle. Well, shit, we only at this one we don't know where we at, the, the beginning, middle, or end. But we are in a you know pandemic that the world has never seen nor experienced before uh, in this modern era. And it's impacting us in all different directions. Um, you continue to see, you know, job loss fluctuate. You continue to see unemployment fluctuate. You continue to see people, to your point, play like 800,000 people gone. Um, we're having record weather, like seven tornadoes just swinging across the damn southern United States. You got blizzards in places that are not supposed to have snow. You got snow not showing up in places where it's supposed to be six inches right now. Like, it's a lot happening. Um, and we so easily can get caught up in the hustle and bustle of life to forget, like, hey, I need to show myself some grace because it's a whole lot of shit going on that we ain't never experienced before. And I'm just trying to be okay. So make sure that you're taking time for yourself. Make sure you're taking time for your mental if you got people in your life that you care about, reach out to them, have a conversation, check in. Um, if you got people in your life that you may not be rocking with right now, you know, continue to pray for them and in, in hopes that they'll continue to pray for you, man. At this point, I think it's easier for us to see that life is precious. Life is short. Um, all of these changes, you know, specifically in the last couple of weeks, just for me, like, to just look up in Tennessee and we having tornadoes devastating people in December. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like December, there's a there's a threat of more tornadoes to come this weekend. In December, guys, like we are but specks of dirt. That's wild. crazy. That is crazy. Planet. Yeah. <laughs> we are but specks of dirt on this big blue planet. And, and sometimes we got to just take that into account and say, you know what? Maybe this is not that serious and maybe I can let this go maybe I can just choose to be okay today because either way it's going to be alright um, so so we hope that you can continue to kind of put yourself first figure out ways that you can maintain a level of balance in your life uh, it's our prayer that you will be okay and yours will be okay as we move into the next year um, but please 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 make sure that you are maintaining your mental um, and if you need any support if you need any help uh, please reach out to us at the after five pod we don't know anything we not licensed therapists we not none of that but at the very least what we can do is provide you some links uh, to some opportunities where you may be able to talk to somebody that can support you in the ways that you need to be supported I don't think there's anything else that needs to be said you got anything I see man I don't, other than let, you know, just to piggyback off with something you said, Nate, like, let the petty shit go. You know what I mean? Like, life is too short. Just let the petty stuff go. Um, you know, move forward because, uh, you know, after after what we've seen with the pandemic and also just, you know, all the people that we didn't lost that we didn't expect to lose in the past year or two, like, 
come on, man. Like, how could you still be um, allowing small things to affect your happiness or your relationship with people that you love? If, you know, if it's toxic, then it's toxic. But if it's love there, man, you just got to let that love flourish and, uh, you know, just let it live, man. Keep it living. You know, don't just let it die. So, you know, bring that into 2022, man. You know, we just got to continue the we got to continue to love ourselves and love each other just more. We just got to keep doing it. You know, we got to grow in maturity to allow ourselves to do that. Like, you know, so that's that's that should be the everybody resolution. Specs. <laughs> I guess with that, uh happy new year from after five. And this has been another episode of the After Five Podcast. Peace. Holla. Hoo.